0: doing it right if you rest on the fact that that's like that's enough like you got one yes right great you got it but tomorrow somebody's gonna say to you now I need another one yeah so like building those skills of understanding all of that mental toughness of all the things that come with you know succeeding with failing with having to try it again with hearing the the words of I don't get it you love it I don't get it or hey you know what I know you prepared 30 minutes for me but you have four right like say it to me in four minutes because I don't have 30 right so tell me something of value and say it to me fast those things are not about what I'm teaching those are the life lessons that that we need to be taught Yes, I love being called a per, professor of practice because I can teach those lessons all day long. And yes. I hope that people take them out of the classroom and they don't just be like, oh, well, she taught me this thing about what I need to know in advertising. Most of the time, it's like, thank you, you affected my life in some way where I'm, I'm better for it. I'm more equipped in my job and in my life because of what we did here. And, you know, that's what I look for.
1: Well, it's a hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but I certainly didn't get that kind of an education. I got that life education. I did not get that education in education. And when like you, when I started being asked to guest speak in my late twenties at advanced art programs, right before they were going out into the world, I'd walk in and I'd say, I'm not here to show you my portfolio. And I know that's what you're expecting. And they'd all be like, yeah. That was what we were expecting. I was like, yeah, no, here's what I'm here to teach you. I'm here to teach you that when you get that graduation certificate, now you've got to go into the world. And how are you going to be the artist that you want to become and make a living and have an effect? And here are all the things that you have to know and think of. I certainly didn't have months and months. I had an hour of speaking with them. But it was one of those things where I thought, I never heard these things. I never was taught these things. I try in any given way to be able to share light. And unlike being a professor of practice, which I think is just such a brilliant title because you are practically you know, teaching practicalities. It has to behoove your students to get that kind of training. So when they are faced with those unknown things that they have no control over versus what they have control over, that they can they can reflect on those moments and be able to be more steady in their reactions and their and the way they go forward. I'm so excited for you to join me this week on Camp Fifi Uncensored seasons 1 episode 13 part 2 as I continue my conversation with Meryl Blau, assistant professor of practice and creativity at the University of Miami's School of Communication Advertising, and sit and listen on how our beliefs and curiosity and passion to create impacts the world around us. I'm so excited for you to join me here. I look forward to you sitting around the campfire with me. Don't forget to bring your s'mores and let's have some fun. Bye for now. I don't know about you, but I certainly didn't get that kind of an education. I got that life education. I did not get that education in education. And when like you, when I started being asked to guest speak in my late twenties at advanced art programs, right before they were going out into the world, I'd walk in and I'd say, I'm not here to show you my portfolio. And I know that's what you're expecting. And they'd all be like, Yeah, that was what we were expecting. And I was like, Yeah, no, here's what I'm here to teach you. I'm here to teach you that when you get that graduation certificate, <clears throat> now you've got to go into the world. And how are you going to be the artist that you want to become and make a living and have an effect? And here are all the things that you have to know and think of. I certainly didn't have months and months. I had an hour of speaking with them, but it was one of those things where I thought, I never heard these things. I never was taught these things. I try in any given way to be able to share light. And unlike being a professor of practice, which I think is just such a brilliant title because you are practical, you know, teaching practicalities. It has to behoove your students to get that kind of training. So when they are faced with those unknown things that they have no control over versus what they have control over, that they can they can reflect on those moments and be able to be more steady in their reactions and their and the way they go forward. Yeah. Because a lot of people sadly aren't, whether it's a lack of self-development or what they bring to the the baggage that they bring to the the space. We talked about this earlier this year. I won't. I won't disclose information, but it was a conversation being brought up amongst a bunch of professionals and people in the managerial positions, not not in the studio world, in in you know on in, in the crew world. And I said point blank, you know, people need to do self development. They're put in these positions in managerial. They don't have business experience. They don't have self development. They bring their baggage. They end up creating PTSD on people that didn't show up to to, to get that, you know, kind of a response or, or engagement, but there it is, can be, not all the time, of course, and we all have to be responsible, act responsible, and do responsible things so we leave a positive versus a negative. I think that's one of the beautiful things about getting involved with network marketing has been about... The spirit of raising people up versus tearing people down, the building up, the growing, the knowing that it's a mindset, that it is self-development, that it's an ever-growing experience, that yes, you will get a lot of no's. I mean, look at, I wouldn't have a career of 35 years if I had gotten all yeses. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know that's a strange statement because you'd be like, well, how do you make that statement? Well, there was a lot of getting back up. Yeah that this did not, this was not handed to me. I used, I said to a a different, it was another interview I had with a professional in the industry. Um, And one of the things I started out was, you know, when you get the phone call from the friend who says that, you know, can you help my niece? Can you talk to my niece? I'm always going to be willing to talk to people. But what they don't know is this is a series of events of showing up of saying, how badly do you wanna do this? How much are you willing to commit to this? Cause this is not gonna be handed to you. Yeah. This is not a job that is handed to you. And like you said, no matter how well you do, how much you succeed, how many accolades you receive, you still have to show up and start all over again and again and again, and that is the life that you choose if you don't want that life, this is not the life to choose.
0: Yeah. You need to go choose something where you can rely on the sameness day after day. It's called, you know, nine to five corporate cubicle type of work where, you know, you can count on what you can count on, which is show up, do your job, go home. It's definitely not like you know, in any of the areas that I touch, whether it be in, in the classroom for teaching creativity and network marketing and wellness coaching and any of the stuff that I do, you know, I, I don't ever want to like wake up and have just like this same day over and over and over again, you know, no. around it's not no. my, my thing.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Agreed, I've even said recently that I'm so grateful for all these facets because even though I'm used to being on a set 80 hours a week, I'm so grateful that all these other things got planted, those seeds got planted, which are extensions of all my truth since I was a little girl, frankly. The network marketing business I'm in is, is an extension of the family business I grew up in as far as I'm concerned. And, and what I was developing ironically 10 years ago and was about to launch when my mom got sick not network marketing but a lifestyle brand So I feel that those are my truths doing this podcast speaking connecting with people that's a truth of mine because I get to teach and inspire through these conversations that get to be shared and and that's my truth and being able to you know somebody said well well what is the subject what's the theme of all this and I said, and this is going to sound crazy, but I said, that. do you honestly believe that Oprah's square peg was attempted to be put into a round hole? I'm sure many times. And I'm not using Oprah as Oprah. I'm using the example of, I don't want to anymore be tried to be formulated into a round hole as a square peg as a creative. And I don't think it's fair for any of us to do that to anyone. Frankly, I think that We're not here to be limited. We're here to grow and dream and believe that anything is possible. And there's not just room for just the 1%. The difference between the 1%ers versus the masses is the 1%ers had big ass dreams and beliefs and didn't just get handed it they kept going and going and they are proof of still going and going and their curiosity and, and they're, they're just a burning desire. Yep. And they're continuously just showing up and trying again and again and again. And I they
0: think they're knocked down more. They've had more nose. They've, you know, they've had more obstacles because they've set themselves with goals that require that. Like every time you set a goal, you, you, Are creating your own obstacles, and then it becomes about figuring out how to get through them. And yeah, and that started territories. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and it is interesting because I know that we both witnessed success. We both been around success, and and any person that I can think of that whether they're a multi multi millionaire, billionaire, or they make a good couple hundred thousand dollars a year, or maybe they make fifty thousand or maybe they make eight thousand. like it doesn't matter. But the difference between those who I find that like really I'm inspired by are those who keep showing up and keep trying. And those that are authentic and, and kind and um, and are open-minded, And who are curious and who um, just have a pure desire to live a, a great life with good people. And I think that that's really also a really important facet of teaching humans in going out into this world, the impact that they can make is, you know, the impact that they make on others that it's not about, are you the best therapist? Or are you the best stock broker? Or are you the best advertiser? Or are you the leading lady or man that is sought out? Like, how do you treat people?
0: Yeah, yeah. What kind of impact are you making? What's your, what's the footprint you're leaving behind, right?
1: The legacy that you're creating because at the end of the day, One of the things that I I take away from having been around my mom and seeing what she did and had to do and the choices that had to be made under, you know, lots of pressure with children left, you know, by herself versus growing to the age that she grew and going through the health things that were very unexpected, having been strong and independent and all those things and a writer and in advertising and a teacher and all the things I'm speaking up. And now you've got aphasia and now, you know, people are treating you like you're not smart in the eighties, 90 year olds and groupings. And you're going, Oh my God, does high school never end? <laughs> I mean, I literally once smiled you're going to crack up sitting with my mom and in there in her beautiful assisted living building that she never expected to be a part of and live in. And, you know, and nor did we, we never ever <clears throat> envisioned this for her, but there it was and two women getting like really mean spirited and I finding myself as my mom's defense mechanism being like, grow the fuck up you're like 89 year old women. Well, like, this is a woman who, you know, had a stroke and now can't speak, but is so smart. and knows exactly what you're saying. Like, like, why do you, you know, and my, my point to that is no matter how much success you create or what you achieve, at the end of the day, we're all going out the same way. Mm-hmm. That's been a big reflection. It has nothing to do with like, okay, so what? Now you don't do any of this? No, that's not my point. But at the end of the day, like you can strive for greatness. You can strive for achieving. You can strive for being all these things. At the end of the day, like what's really going to matter is how did you positively affect people?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I don't really think there's much much else that really matters at the end of the day, which is, you know, like, what was your impact on people on this planet? Like, you know, was it worth it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, for you personally, what is your goal ultimately in in the sense of like, what would you want your purpose to be known for?
0: My purpose is really all about massive impact on this world. I, I believe that I have a voice that is, um, respected and heard. And I want to make sure that all the things that I'm learning become lessons that I teach. That's, that's me. I'm a student of the world and a teacher of the lessons that I learn. And, my desire is all about that impact. And it's funny because there's a lot of things that I start to learn about what's truly happening to our planet and just seeing some of the things that are going on in the world. And all I want is to be able to reach more people, do more things and be able to have more impact on Mm -hmm. the positive direction that we head there are places I know I can do that now. And there are places that I want to do that in the future. But I look to my kids and my kids, kids, and I want to know that they are going to safely be on this planet. And that you know, they're going to be well and well nourished. And I want just to continue to be able to use what I have my superpowers. And make sure that I do everything in my power to, to make that matter
1: in this world. So, can I ask you the kinds of things that you've been doing or decided to do that you show up doing that right now, without yeah. putting you on the spot?
0: No, sure. I mean, the biggest thing is that I there, there was something that you said before about you know kind of realizing your truth and who you were when you were young and how your family kind of came into that and where you landed, you know, because of that, I have spent a lot of time over this, you know, last two years of really exploring that same part, you know, like where that, where that childhood impact, you know, created the tidal wave of my life and how all of that has created who I am now. Mm -hmm. And there was a huge part of that story that, was about um self-doubt tons of um negative self-talk um really just sabotaging a lot in my life and really holding that self that stuff very secretive so Mm -hmm. it was a lot of internal battles that never really had a place to go Mm -hmm. so I struggled through that and it came out a lot in my food and my nutrition. And there were times in my life where I, you know, I didn't eat at all. There are just always times of like, you know, every trick in the book and all sorts of stuff that's like, you know, I, I mean, they sound like, okay, fine, like, you know, everybody's got that diet story, but for me, it really was this lifelong journey of figuring it out. And where I am now is a culmination of having figured it out, gone through the struggles, gone through starvation, anorexia, therapy, um, buying way too many scams of like programs and pills and Whatever was promised out there to try to change something that was all in my head. Mm-hmm. You can't change what's in your head, you know, with all that nonsense. It just feeds the beast. Yeah. Um, and then going completely the other side, I think you were one of the people that like saw my post recently. they were like, wow, I had no idea you were a fitness competitor. Right. Totally in the other direction, you know. and it was, it was a healthier side of me in a, in a lot of places I like, you know, went and got coaches that were all about doing it right. And teaching you how to eat well and do it well, and not be part of like the, like the really destructive side of what that industry is about. And it was fun and it was magical and it, you know, showed me a whole different side of myself, but at the end of the day, the head work was still Mm -hmm. coming into play. So, where i am now i i work with people in the world of wellness and nutrition big part of that like i'm a huge believer in in really getting your your basics right nutrition sleep mindset and stress management right you get those things right and you are so far ahead of the game And for me, because of my journey, like you, that is my truth, I truly do believe that nutrition is the first, the first of all of those, because I believe it's a snowball effect, I believe when you're putting the right things in your body, you start to feel better, your energy comes up, your body is lighter, you're physically able to focus better, when you start to feel better you start to move you start to move you start to get energy you start to and it becomes the snowball effect of wanting to grow and wow i'm feeling great what else can i do maybe you're going to start to want to you know learn something maybe you're going to want to physically do something and in that you start to want to hold on to those feelings so you start to try to learn how to manage through the stress better, or you're just able to in general, because of the fact that you're sleeping better or you're, you know, so for me, what I learned was by not having that first piece of the puzzle, right.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Everything else continued to be a struggle. When I finally figured out like how to do the nutrition part of my world, right. And understand that the stuff in my head was truly make-believe it was in my head all of the rest of it is something that i can teach and coach all day long because now i know the right tools the you know the stuff that is about sustainability it's about health and wellness in a true sense not in the fact that that's the words everybody's tossing around but the difference between diet or um you know trying to um become something different and you know really just trying to figure out how to make yourself the healthiest being that you can be in all the ways possible and then getting you know that mind right and you know continuing that path that way so that's that's what i do i i i teach creativity and i do that in the classroom but what i'm filling my purpose and my truth is about really leaning into this space. And it makes me excited. It makes me feel like there's no one I can't like have an impact on if I have the opportunity to, you know, cross their path and show them the things that I've learned and hopefully minimize the time it takes them to, you know, what took me 47 years to get there or, It's like 40 years since like that you know struggle really started so my mission is to show people what I didn't know and do it in a way that you know can allow people to be healthy forever
1: so I'm curious because like yourself I probably was three years old when things like started happening where weight started coming on and i started being told god you're so pretty it's really too bad you don't lose weight i mean messages like under the age of eight that were just really just like any no no child should hear um and when i look back on photos it wasn't even like it, it, it you would think based upon the conversation i was grossly obese um, you know, if you're going to go by medical charts that we should never go by, there was probably that aspect. But if you looked at me, you'd be like, what, you know, was I, was I, was I being raised in the fashion business? Yeah. <laughs> so we were dressing people all day long. What was I um, uh, in a visual impacting, ironically being missionaries, visually impacting, you know, environment. Absolutely. That's where, those kind of creative things started developing all those gifts started developing through you know how do you mix and match outfits and how do you put air and makeup and all the things that technically don't really matter but going back to looking and feeling good have hugely powerful impacts on people right so it's 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 how do you feed yourself in all these different ways? Is it, is it a surfacey way? Is it an internal? And they all matter in different ways because it's, again, how it affects the power of the mind. It's interesting too, because, yeah, when I saw the image of you from the bodybuilding, you know, one of the things you may or may not know about me <clears throat> is um, I became known amongst being a makeup and hair artist for, for my spray tan work. And for many, what they don't understand is, um, you know, spray tanning is spray tanning at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, as shallow as this sounds, because this is not about like putting greens in your body and what have you, but what it does psychologically to people is it actually is a mood elevator. And I say this all the time. I refer to it as happy tan because it actually. <laughs> People, I've never seen so many people right before me just like, mm. it's as if they're jumping out of their skin in glee, in joy. I don't care if you're, you know, one of the men that I worked with on Magic Mike XXL doing the movie, and that's really kind of what put my work on the map, to traveling the world to other countries with the A-list actors, to, to private clients that I have, but what it actually does, and I think it's always been a funny kind of conversation because I've been athletic all my life. That doesn't mean I'm working out every day or in a sport every day and certainly living the lifestyle that we live where we can be up and and working up to 18 hours a day and not knowing from where and when we're waking up to create that structure in our life. It's always been one of those interesting, impactful Things And then surviving thyroid cancer and weight going up and down, like being in my fittest and then going through thyroid cancer and then 40 pounds just coming right on and dealing with that off and on for, excuse me, the last decade, knowing how to eat, knowing how to exercise, knowing all those things. And yet being like, go, 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 and being exhausted, thinking about the pandemic, thinking, oh my God, that would be the best shape I will ever get in. There isn't any kind of like program in my heart and mind that can't come along unless I make the decision to, to do these things. And, and I think that that is true in any application. It has nothing to do with i less than, but the mind games that you go through that I'm sure whatever it was that triggered that for you at seven years of age, like, I don't know what was going on in your household. I know what was going on in mine. I wasn't really conscious of it at the time that tripped that up. But at the time, sadly, what was going on was, you know, my parents were having a tumultuous relationship. And I probably at that age of three could not help my mother and could not help my father. And it led me to my kitchen in the middle of the night, climbing up into cupboards. And starting to eat to nurture my little three-year-old soul yeah because none of these things get triggered for just any reason there is a reason
0: there's always and
1: a reason. yeah there's always a reason and it, it
0: you know it's funny and it's it's so great that you are able to like recognize that it was that three-year-old self i just Finished a uh, a course in master your mind power, and I'm I'm right now like working with Steph and Shay, and you know doing like trying to figure out next steps. But you know they talk about um, you know where our running parachutes start, and Mm -hmm. it's always it's always between like I think they say it's like three and eight or somewhere around that world where. There's always a thing and um, being able to go back, figure out like what it was, take a look at that and take the the lessons. When you get the lessons from it, you're able to separate yourself from carrying it. Until we learn that lesson, we continue to receive the lessons over and over and over where it continues to show up in our life as this challenge that we continue to face until we let it go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's pretty awesome that you are, you know, here being able to, like, recognize where it was, where, where it stemmed from, and how you've been able to, like, identify and, you know, recognize, you know, that that, that problem wasn't yours, it was just how you were soothing yourself.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I think that that is an interesting thing, even carried forward into the career that I chose that I do a lot of caring, but those aren't always my problems, but sometimes they are, they are definitely carried in ways that shouldn't be carried and and never should have been carried, but because of how I'm wired or how I, you know, how I got programmed, so to speak, I definitely have, I definitely saw myself repeat those things. And it's interesting because I don't think, you know, I just think that that's a process like anything else. You know, I don't care how well developed I am or how well experienced it takes what it takes. I think life is a living sculpture. Mm -hmm. And I think even when you get it, life is still going to as I got it a long time ago, life is still going to show up and say, did you learn that lesson? Let me see. Let me see. Let me show it to you in this way. Because I don't think any of us have like, if we all had arrived, we wouldn't be here. If we'd all figured it out, none of us would be here. I really don't. I mean, we're energy sources. We wouldn't be here learning all the lessons that we're learning. We all want to think that we've learned it. But the truth is, is life will continue to face us. If not, maybe that situation, but other situations. And um, I think that, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say, I guess that's where we hope that like, you know, if you can take the learning and move on, right? Maybe yeah. like a new ones. Oh, so for sure. New lessons. Um, it's, it's, it's easier when you're looking in on somebody else and like you see them having that same life lesson repeated over and over and over again, you know, there's definitely been friends that I have witnessed that and you're just like, God, when will you learn? You know, yeah. now, now I'm I'm wiser because I, I know a bit about how to do what I, you know, did in this course, but, um, but your hope is that you get the lesson, make room for new ones. Correct. That's, that's how we evolve. Right. That's Correct. how if we start to get, we start to get more complex lessons or new lessons or new experiences that that you know hopefully you get to a point where you do get to finally release that that one that's been holding you back to make room for something new
1: i think i think again i think this two years has been a pivotal reality for a lot of people regarding just that whether they're conscious of it or not because I think, I think the world has been on one big life lesson and we're all bouncing off of each other, you know, in some ways grappling in other ways not. I, I mean, again, I don't care if you made more and more billions over these last two years or not. At the end of the day, people are still human beings. <clears throat> Even when it comes to wellness and, and how people look and feel. It's an interesting facet, especially being in a world that I'm in, <clears throat> where I go through, I, I'm all artistically about transformation. And I think it's interesting the power of one's hand or one's vision and how they can alter all of that and, and, and shift a lot of minds to that process. It's like a really powerful tool. I think it is also interesting how we as humanity judge people based upon how they look or how they appear in our mind's eye. I think that there's a, there's, there's things that are beneficial and then there's other things that are detrimental. And, and I think that from that perspective, you know, there's, there can be a lot of conflicting messages, Like you're only valued if you look a certain way or you're only valued if you do a certain thing or you're only you know, we do that to one another. And I think that that's a fascinating, and I just psychologically, no matter the perfect pill, the perfect product, the perfect video, the perfect whomever, I mean, I've worked with some of the biggest and best in health and wellness that I've taken care of that have manifested millions and millions of dollars from their one program that, you know, is hugely effective. But at the end of the day, what, how much does it really matter? It matters. I'm not, I'm not saying like make a positive impact doesn't matter. It matters. But what are we basing it on is my philosophical question.
0: And I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's where I feel like i finally gotten, which is how are you feeling? How are you functioning? Like, are you living in pain? Are you living in a fog? Are you struggling? Are you feeling amazing? Like, are you lit up because you're doing it right, right? Like it has nothing to do with what I physically look like, but when you're putting what you need into your body mm-hmm. and your body does what it's meant to do, you become more capable of being who you're meant to be and I think for me that is the 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 place that really becomes the difference like when you could stop talking about dieting and looks and you know, somebody had said to me what if you could think about the fact that like you know there is something like special and wonderful in every person you meet right like, Just if you can remember that every person here is beautiful and has something to offer. And you look at them with that positive perspective of, you know, love on everyone. You will find something of beauty. You know, you go looking for things that are like you're trying to compare or contrast or, you know, and. And, like, even if, like, what you get from them is a warning of what you, you know, don't want or is not okay, like, that's okay. Like, say thank you and take the learning. Well, I completely
1: agree. I, I honestly believe that that is how I've approached my career. You know, I definitely, because you cannot, you cannot hold one to one and one to another. Like, you have to stay I think again, this is why <clears throat> I was the camp counselor, the teacher, or the person that I've been all my life. I don't care what you look like or who you show up being. At the end of the day, again, it's how do you it goes back to what we were saying earlier? How do you treat people? How do you, how do you engage with you know, how do you accept people? I think something that was given to me at a very young age, going back to three years old, was I did not want to be treated or treat others as I was treated. I did not want to be not inclusive. I wanted to be inclusive. I think I've been practicing the word of inclusivity since I was that young for those very reasons. Yeah. Inclusivity is not like some new, you know, fangled word to me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, as it's become in the last two years. Yeah. It's just like, are you kidding me right now? I don't care what you look like. I don't care how much you weigh, what your skin color is, what your culture is. Like I was, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. I was raised in an era that it was like all those things are being fought for. So, you know, and, 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 and the irony is like, I'm all for wellness a hundred percent. And I, and I love that you do what you do. And I, and I hope that, you know, that I think that philosophically, I think that, I think what I hear you saying is that you are coming from a place that you want to impact people in a positive way. And like you say, for generations on end, and I think that that is like a great purposeful place to be. I know coming from my end of things, the reason for my seeking to do greater things is to help people in ways that they definitely have not been able to get help or they haven't had platforms that could give them possibilities or inspiration and, or give them voices to be heard that their voice can be heard because I know how important, especially having the threat of having lost my voice, the importance of giving people the platform to be heard. Yeah, to know that their voice does matter. Whatever yeah, I know that, that you're
0: doing it, you know. I, I, you know, you said something you've wanted to do for the last five years, and good for you for for finally making that happen.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, In regards to, in regards to going forward, like with your teaching and being a wife and being a mother um, and where, where things were two years ago versus now, are you thrilled with how things have, have evolved and, and, and what you have to look forward to? You
0: know, i yes i i am excited for our future and i really do believe we're on a great path my husband and i like we really took advantage on a different level you know while i from a personal standpoint was doing like super excited about a lot of things that i was i was doing and creating you know there were a lot of things that were upside down inside our house and i loved the fact that the world stopped and it gave us some private time to clean it up, you know, and yeah, and we got to do that without like eyes on us, and we got to do that in the privacy of our own space and and do what we needed to do um, without having to answer a lot to people because people were all in their own homes and minding their own business and you know and it really did give us a. The time to to reset and um, you know get where we needed to be, and that was such a huge blessing. Um, like I said, we pulled back on like the overbooked amount of activities we had mm-hmm. for the kids, and made choices and did things. Um, you know, at home had some a lot of just really wonderful family time, you know, similar, like you were saying, you and your husband, you know, we, we had a lot of really wonderful, just moments as, as a family, um, and being where we are now, I mean, we're all very clear and moving forward and doing what feels good to us. And, and none of the stuff that doesn't feel good to us, there's no room for that anymore. Yeah. So I love all of that. What, what I'd say on the flip side, and why I like paused when you asked that question, is there is a little piece of me that's a little disappointed at, I don't know if this feels this way for you guys out there because it was slower to open, but I feel that we have sped up in exponential rates where the world is moving so fast now. Right. We were also appreciative of being able to slow down. And while I'm doing only the things that feel good to me now and I've made more room, we don't have more time. And we are booked endlessly because like everything is really demanding right now. And I'm a little saddened by the fact that it's not a me thing it's everybody I speak to. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's, you know, the world trying to catch up with what they feel was lost time or things that, you know, couldn't happen in certain times and now are restarting and, and it's a lot. And, you know, I wish that there was a way to take the lessons we all learned about slowing down and I wish that it didn't feel as fast as it does right now,
1: but I I, I concur. But I'm sorry to me cut you yeah, off.
0: No, you know. But with all of that said, like life is good. I thank my blessings every day. It's it's wonderful. But that's my that's my little piece of it. Is like how did it get so fast?
1: I I think that's you know. <clears throat> this was part of the reason why in yes, Miami or Florida was very different than California. I mean, we were probably on the polar opposite spectrums of how things are being managed. And um, the benefits I think that you guys felt of being more out there in the world than us being more like, no, you're gonna stay isolated. Um, Listen, on one hand, I'm grateful that I'm tested as much as I am because of the industry that I'm in. It's a very expensive way to do things. Um, not everybody believes in those practices. Um, and not everybody believe. like, you know, there were many a business meeting I was supposed to take in Miami that I never took um, in person for the very reasons that I had to abide by things and or play it very safe in order for me economically or my household economically to get you know back in the game and and you know it is interesting um in regards to the being reflective within your own household I know one of the things that when we started going back because my husband and I were so grateful to have so much time together because most of the time we're on two different sets working for different companies and just like you know thankfully we understand what we do but it it limits your time together and um coming back and seeing relationships that were being challenged because because now both people are in the household and you know one it was normally their kingdom and what are you doing here or <laughs> or i don't even know who the hell you are and i you for hours.
0: Right. It was either people were divorced or having babies and probably getting a dog. Right. <laughs> but I mean, divorce was like at a at an all time high and or separation. Right. And or like it is like I've never seen so many pregnant people in my life.
1: Like, Oh, that's I mean- hysterical. I think I saw more. I, I, I don't think I've seen the pregnancies here so much. And that doesn't mean that they they didn't happen. I certainly thought, saw relationships challenged, yeah. not officially divorces. Uh, probably more dogs gotten, <laughs> really, including ourselves, including <laughs> ourselves, very unexpectedly. But such oh, a good God. decision. Funny enough, such a great, great decision. And um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting because. I find that um, through all of this, um, I definitely have, you know, the, just in this last week, I've seen clients come and go. And for every client that went away, another one much better came through. And when I say much better, I don't mean in a judgy way. I mean it in a way like, yes, this resonates with my soul better. Yes, I want to interact. It's not that I don't want to interact with that other client. It's that this to me is more leaning towards where I want to go, the kind of people I want to be with, the kind of people I want to spend my time and create with, the kind of people who appreciate and value who I show up being. Uh, You know, so I can see collectively how that sculpture changed. Getting back to what you were talking about, how things just sped up in the film industry, for God's sake. I mean, you saw this industry shift tremendously because of streaming and people being home and now needing content, yeah. And, and, you know, everybody wants to think that they're a filmmaker, but at the end of the day, let me tell you something, not everybody is. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah. You know, I love people who are younger as well, but there's a thing to be said about perspective and there is a thing to be said about learning your skills. And not just coming in with an attitude, you know, and, and I say that with love. I don't say that with like, Hey, I say that with like, you know, when I came into the industry, I knew that I didn't know everything, but I also was self-taught and, and that was a time during the industry where there weren't apprentice programs, there weren't schools, outside of film schools, which I thankfully went to. Uh, But I went to film school to be a director and a DP. And as a woman, that wasn't an option. I mean, I was the only woman in my class. When I was, when I started my career, I was one of three women on a film set. And, you know, to have stayed in this career for as long as I have successfully has been like, you know, quite fortunate but I would never have walked in with somebody 10, 20, 30 years older than me and been like, move over, bitch. I've heard people say this in advertising as well. I've heard young women who now are now in their 40s go, yeah, when I was in my 20s, I was like, what is this 40-year-old doing here? And I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. Literally, they've told me these stories. And I'd be like, like who raised you? And why would you think that? And karma's a bitch because <laughs> they no longer have a career in advertising. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the things that I think as a teacher to to in, in, incite younger people is not only how great it is that they get to bring their energy and their excitement, but things are earned. And that comes with time.
0: Yeah. it's It's funny how this generation is is taught a, a different philosophy from that though you know there is definitely levels of i mean not with everyone there no
1: are, i can't make an statement no but,
0: but you know the generation definitely has a certain level of um expectation of you know things just being handed to them and i guess we did that right our our the generations before that created that in some way, so we all take I think, yeah for it, right?
1: I think I think well, again, I'm like a decade older than you, and and I think that as things as each decade goes, you know, younger and younger. I think that that happens. Going back to what you were saying, though, without getting off track with how things sped up, with things going from being reflected to how things sped up, I think personally, you're correct. I think things sped right back up in a manner that most people have not been prepared and can't keep keep up with. And if you weren't of that high energy impact individual to begin with, you're just like, the treadmill can't keep up with you fat, you know, it just can't keep up. And I think that it is unfortunate that how do you go from this, oh my God, we have this quality time to now we have none of that on an, an exponential level like steroidal. Yeah. And you now gain this perspective and now the perspective no sooner like flipped on its other side. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think it is I unfortunate hear-
0: Yeah, I think it's where our responsibility comes in, though, is, is again, like taking, taking what we learned and making, making a point of carving that out for ourselves, you know, bring that, the value of having time for the family, having time for your relationship, um, that you have to make it right, you have to, you have to be more selfish in that way. Or like, I mean, clearly like the world is not gonna slow down again, like no. in our lifetime. No. So it becomes our individual responsibility to recognize like what what were the valuable pieces in that time. And
1: yeah. and it's not spending uh twelve hours on Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, powerful tool that it may be. Most people in my world don't even know what Clubhouse is.
0: Same, you know. I mean, everybody was very convinced it was going to take off. I mean, I think in some some areas it did. I think it's a very cool uh, tool to be able to have conversations with some pretty powerful people. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of value in it. Um, it was just a lot. It was it was a lot for people to start to absorb.
1: <laughs> I think what's so funny is I was very much on it um, like a summer ago, and then I got away from it because of being on set for the last year and a half, just nonstop. And I tapped back into it a couple weeks ago, and I was like, holy smokes, the same people are still on this in these same rooms pumping up each other's egos and i'm not saying like they don't bring value but i was like wow how do they get things done like how do they like i don't know it comes to a point where it's just like i guess now that's their stage and that's their platform to stroke their ego is what it felt like to me i'm not saying that they're not doing powerful impactful things but that's what it felt like and i thought yeah i don't I don't necessarily need to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> totally get I'd rather, it. I'd rather take a hike in the middle of the woods at that point. And <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> but I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I just wanted to, you know, thank you. I think that, um, I think what we basically, you know, shared with one another this time was just things that we've learned and things that we wanna, you know, create and do for, for what's, what's better for ourselves and what's better than in turn for others, because what we do for ourselves impacts others. And that's not being selfish. That actually ends up being selfless. Yeah. There's a difference between selfish and selfish. I learned that a long time ago in self-development that there's, there's different forms of choice And it is about, you know, in the process of learning what's what matters, what's important, what you value, how do you want to be valued? You know, it's what I refer to as the living sculpture. I've said that earlier. You know, it is a constant evolution of analysis, of looking and seeing, as I put it, it, you know, is the tushy in the right position and like, did I carve it out the right way? I think it's so funny the way I talk because I know it's in layers of like, well, she just had another visual conversation. I'm, I am like as intuitively like visual on a surfacey level as I am on a deep level. And I think that, the, I mean, I make the running joke that I'm a, you know, I'm the Zoptic girl taking care of the most beautiful people in the world. Like, and I say that with love, like, I'm going to kiss you from head to toe, and I'm going to sculpt you le- like you're going to be, you know, in, in the middle of a courtyard in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to make love to you in a way that, you know, any artist would make love to you. I think that, What I hear about you is that you are giving the next generations your love for what you see matters, how you want to help them go out into the world and make an impact, how you want to make an impact, the legacy that you want to create and leave behind. That is so cool, Meryl, because it's so wonderful to to connect with somebody who is doing what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I just want to applaud you for that, because it takes a lot of self, you know, looking in the mirror to be able to go out and make a difference.
0: Well, I thank you. And I appreciate you offering a platform to, you know, be able to have these kind of conversations. You think they're so important. And I, I love just the, the candidness of this conversation and the way that we just kind of flow down the river. It was a lot of fun to to be here with you. It's been a while since we've had physical conversation. I know we've, you know, messaged back and forth and stuff, but it really it was a pleasure when we did it the first time. It was great to do this with you today and you know, I and I do really appreciate just the invite to be to be here with you and just to kind of, you know, reflect and chat and and, you know, collect all those, those little pieces that have been part of the last two years. And
1: Well, I think this to me was like the two of us went out in a canoe on the lake and I had a conversation. And I think that people are really like needing to learn how to do that. Learning that they can do just exactly what we just did for the last two hours. Yeah. And just be open to whatever came up and hearing one another, and then sharing with one another. And in all of that, bringing our perspective and our reflection and and what, you know, it doesn't have to be what everybody else thinks or believes, but to show that we're two very thinking, caring women Mm -hmm. who have had a lot of life experience. And with that, we're trying to do better.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I love that. So I think that that in and of itself is super powerful. And I just want to thank you for taking your time to join me and do this because this is why I'm doing it. So thank you. And thank I, you for you. You're, you <laughs> are just amazing. I'm so grateful that you came into my life.
0: Likewise, this has been a pleasure. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. Well, listen, I look forward to sharing this with you and sharing it with the world. And uh, in the meantime, happy holidays and uh, best wishes to you and the family
0: and to you and yours.
1: Thank you so much. Have bye a for now. Rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this last episode part two with Meryl Blau for my Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast. What a blast to have this candid conversation with somebody who is willing to have conversations about life lessons, lessons we've learned over the last two years, and our willingness to keep showing up, live and share the best things life has to offer with a positive mindset. I really appreciated you joining me around the campfire and looking forward to you joining me next week on season one, episode 14 to follow up on the last episode for 2021 with Abundance Manifestation Coach Diamante, who is a sweetheart and such a great teacher and mentor and coach for entrepreneurs and people who are wanting to create greater things in their life and know that they have the power within to do so. So come join me around the campfire. Let's have more fun. I love that you're joining me for all of this conversations that I'm having with amazing human beings. I look forward to you joining me next week. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. Listen, to all on all platforms and again share 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 and do not forget to bring the s'mores much love bye for now